The Common Problem with White Supremacy and Multiculturalism, posted at g3min.org. I'm Scott Aniel. White supremacy is horrendous. It is contrary to biblical Christianity, both by reason of creation and by reason of redemption. All people, regardless of birthplace, ancestry, genetics, or skin color, are created in God's image, and therefore all people are of equal value in God's sight. All people have been equally affected by sin and depravity, and redemption from sin is possible for anyone who repents of sin and trusts in Christ alone for salvation. In Christ, there is no separation based on ethnicity, gender, or social status. All are one in him. To claim that one particular racial stock is superior to another, or that only one quote-unquote race is able to sustain good culture, is contrary to the created order and the gospel of Jesus Christ. That said, the biblical answer to combating terrible thinking such as is represented in white supremacy is not multiculturalism. Multiculturalism is not the answer because it suffers from the same essential fallacy as white supremacy, namely, that ethnicity and culture are equivalent categories. They are not. Allow me to explain. White supremacy argues that ethnicity and culture are inherently linked. It teaches that Western culture is superior to other cultures in values, freedom, political systems, economics, and so forth, and because ethnicity and culture are connected in this way of thinking, then only one ethnicity, quote-unquote white, can successfully sustain Western culture. Multiculturalism also argues that ethnicity and culture are inherently connected. However, since it rightly teaches that all ethnicities are equally good and valid, multiculturalism also insists that all cultures are likewise equally good and valid. Yet both of these ideologies are built on the same fallacy that equates ethnicity with culture. Ethnicity and culture are not the same thing. Ethnicity and I deliberately use the term ethnicity instead of race because, biblically speaking, there is only one human race, ethnicity refers to people united by common ancestry. The Bible is clear that God desires to save people from every ethnicity, and indeed will save people from every ethnicity. And consequently, we Christians have the responsibility to spread the gospel to people from every ethnicity. Ethnicities are ordained by God and are all equally good and valuable. People from every ethnicity are all united into one body in the church of Jesus Christ, and one day redeemed from every ethnicity will surround the throne of God in worship of him. Culture, on the other hand, does not refer to people per se, but rather to how people behave. Culture describes the collected behavior of a group of people that flows from their collective beliefs and values. Over time, a particular civilization develops a common way of thinking, valuing, and believing that affects how they live. This pattern of behavior then develops over time and becomes what we describe as culture. 
But since culture is behavior, and since all cultural behavior flows from values and beliefs, not all culture is equally good. Some cultural behaviors are reflections of values consistent with God's will and word, and other cultural behaviors flow from values hostile to God and his will. It is really important to distinguish between the categories of ethnicity and culture because if we don't, we only fuel volatile hostility between groups like white supremacists and multiculturalists. Instead, we should insist on two complementary ideas. One, all people are equally valuable and have equal capacity for good or for evil. Two, we must judge some behaviors as good and others as evil and seek to sustain and nourish systems of behavior, that is, cultures, that are inherently good. The flip side is that it is not racist or white supremacist to believe that Western culture is better than other systems of behavior, as long as we insist that people from every ethnicity have the inherent capacity to sustain and contribute to such a worthy system of behavior. All this means is that some ways of life are better reflections of biblical values and beliefs than others. Western civilization was formed over time by what some call Judeo-Christian values, with multiple ethnicities, by the way. That is, values and beliefs consistent with God's order. Thus, it is not surprising that Western culture has allowed for human freedom and flourishing in unique ways. But this has nothing to do with ethnicity or genetics. It has everything to do with values and beliefs. Only when we make these kinds of careful distinctions can we hope to combat the sin of racism and encourage ways of living that best sustain human flourishing. For a more thorough explanation of why ethnicity and culture are separate categories, see chapter 6 of my book, by the waters of Babylon, worship in a post-Christian culture. You can read this post at g3min.org. God has revealed throughout his word a great desire to be worshiped and a high regard for how he is to be worshiped. However, if you walk into a random selection of churches on a Sunday morning, there's no telling what their worship will be like. Many are driven by pragmatism as they design their services around attracting the lost. Similarly, many churches are driven by an aesthetic that seeks to entertain those who are sitting in the pews. Then there are those who are falling prey to mysticism, chasing after emotional highs and worship experiences. The sad reality is that many of our churches believe the right things on paper, but what we practice tells a different story, revealing the continued need for a reformation of worship, worship that is regulated by the Word of God and shaped by the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is why G3 Ministries is compelled to launch biblical worship workshops. During these two-day workshops, a limited number of pastors and other men who have a shepherding and planning role within the corporate worship of their local church will come together for intensive training. The workshops are designed around three components, 
instruction in foundational principles, small groups, and model services. The large group instructions will cover topics like why biblical worship matters, what should be included in worship, how worship should be ordered, and many other practical considerations. The small groups are where participants will work together in putting these foundational principles into practice in their worship planning and to share feedback with one another. Finally, the model services are opportunities for attendees to see and participate in biblically faithful worship that is gathered around the word as we seek to sing, pray, preach, read, and hear the word of God. We hope you'll join us in Douglasville, Georgia on February 8th and 9th at Praise Mill Baptist Church for our first biblical worship workshop as we together pursue a reformation of worship. Yeah.